There's no better way to get better at football than playing football. So if you want to... Taylor's going to finish it! I've always been confident in my abilities. I think, you know, I'm a guy that can go out there and I always believe in myself that I'm going to get open and, and make the play if they throw me the ball. The third. Ryan, end zone shot for Pierce. He caught it! Oh, what a... Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Colts cast. We're here to talk about everything and anything Indianapolis Colts. Here's Jamal Lawrence, and I am Eric Smith, your co-host of the Colts cast. Jamal, I thought about something. I need to get another jersey. Should, mm. I, go with, should I go with the blue again? Got to go with the blue. It's the only ones I rock. Really? You don't oh, got yeah. no white? Nah. Got the blue boy right there. Two blues in my closet. Three total. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm going to stick with blue just because I, I feel like even my white polo, my Colts polo, I already messed that up. It's so See, dirty. Yep, yeah, that's my problem. White. It's so hard. It's so hard to keep it clean. So, all right, I'm going to keep it blue. We'll see who I get. Mandatory minicamp has started this week. A lot of injuries right now. A lot of injuries reported that that we saw. Uh, I did notice that. But the big story, I think, really is, is Anthony Richardson was taking some starter reps. Mm. Um, that That's that's big news. So it looks like they're, they're, uh, they're swapping that out, Gardner Minshew and Richardson. You know, Sam Ellinger's not getting no love. You know the same thing pretty big in minicamp? Yeah, Sam Ellinger ain't getting no love. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did notice the injuries, man. That was the biggest thing I noticed. Uh, I, I don't like to ever talk about the negative stuff like that. And I know some of this stuff is just formalities. But, man, like when James Boyd posted the injury list today, the people who weren't practicing, I was like, sweet Jesus. Again, I know we're not going to see JT on the field. You know, I know we're not going to see Shaq mm. on the field and all this other stuff. But, man, I just hate seeing these injuries. I know they're little things. I know they're formalities. but I like to see these boys on the field getting some work in all offseason. Yeah, I really wish that's how it is. But, yeah, we're not going to talk about minicamp too much. Yeah. We weren't there. But, look, we we stated we would do an episode on this. We did Michael Pittman. We got to touch on the man, JT. Let's get right into it. Entering the final year of his rookie contract, the man, the myth, the legend, Jonathan Taylor is up for an extension. He's easily a top five running back in the league when healthy. In my opinion, though, <laughs> the mm -hmm. Indianapolis Colts have a big decision coming up for the year. You either pay the man what he's worth or you trade him away for some picks, some assets. Mm. And that's what we're here to discuss today. Should the Colts trade one of their biggest stars away? Jamal. I won't have you answer that question immediately, but let's talk about it. Pros and cons. What should we start out with first? Let, let's talk about the pros, man. Let's let's hype my man up. Let's let, let's let Coast Nation know what they already know. Okay. All right. Well, some news. I think this just happened today that Jonathan Taylor is actually in some contract talks. We're talking about June 14th on a Wednesday. Stephen Holder tweeted, Colts running back Jonathan Taylor says he and the Colts have had some recent contract talks and he's hopeful for an extension before the season. But he also pointed out that he's seen some other uh, disappointing developments with other running back contracts and is very aware of the realities. That's really good to be aware of. You know, you don't want to go in there closed minded. Yo, I'm getting this money or I'm out. Like he's aware of the running back situation. That, that's definitely what we're going to talk about today. But it looks like there's some progress. Look, pros, Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, he had a down year last year. He did. Probably his worst year ever when you compare it to what he's done before. You know, his bar, his standard. However, 
when you break down the stats, four and a half yards per carry is four and a half yards per carry, right? I mean, a lot of running backs don't touch that. Probably half of them. It's good. It's not great. You know, he he's I, I think he had five and a half yards per carry the year before. You know, not but but where mm-hmm. was he supposed to go behind that offensive line? You know, one of the worst performing offensive lines in the NFL. Nobody was pushing up front, right? Nobody. Mm-hmm. And they weren't pass blocking. They weren't doing much. Look, I, I when he has decent run blocking, the, the playmaking is off the charts, right? Without yeah. question. We know I, what he does behind Braden Smith. Mm. That's all I'd say. Six plus six plus yards. We so we've seen him like it, he doesn't even have to have a great offensive line. He just needs a good offensive line. Even if he has a bad offensive line, we've seen him make explosive plays. So I love the guy. I really do. And you know, broken tackles leaders in 2022. Let me let me talk about this stat. Jonathan Taylor was ranked fifth last year. 24 broken tackles. Mm. How many games did he play? Not as many as Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, Nick Chubb, and Damian Pierce, I'll tell you that. I think Damian Pierce might have been uh, similar games played. But those were the only other four running backs ahead of him. Like He's breaking tackles. He's getting yards after contact. He, he's doing things that a lot of running backs can't. I think Taylor only played 11 games uh, compared to the others. But yeah, anyway, in 2021, third in broken tackles behind Najee Harris and Javante Williams with 25. Third. So two years in a row, that man is breaking tackles at an alarming rate. That just goes to show his ability to shake defenders is no fluke. That's... To me, I mean, I, I can go into more stats, but geez, Jonathan Taylor... We have to admit he he's got star power, right? Oh, without question, man. And what people forget, you know, I, I don't say everybody forgets, but what a lot of people forget when it comes to these broken tackles, this man, this dude is he's breaking them at the, at the first level and the second level. So he, you know, let's say we get a bad block, for, uh, and he's getting hit by a defensive lineman. He's shaking that off. Then he gets to the second level. I love. There's nothing better than watching that 2021, and even some some um, shines of that, some flashes of that in 2022, where JT didn't even get touched till he got to the sec to to the to the backers. And when you get back there, it's over. You don't have a chance as a linebacker or walk down safety. You don't have a chance against JT one on one like that. So when he's getting tapped in the backfield or he's getting tapped at the line of scrimmage, he he can still get through. But once he gets to that next level. It ain't going to happen. And I think that his, his broken tackles would be even higher had a linebacker got a chance to touch him at that second level or safety got a chance to touch him at that second level. Yeah, he's really good at just shaking them. Like, doesn't even get touched. I, mm-hmm. I feel you on that. The guy was averaging 106.8 rushing yards a game in 2021. 106. Just, just round it up to 107 at that point. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, was first in the NFL. <laughs> Even in 2022, in his limited injury-riddled season, he was fifth in the NFL at 78.3 yards per game. Fifth. Fifth. Come on, guys. We we were passing the ball a lot of games because oh, we yeah. were playing from behind. Like, Taylor didn't get the chance. He didn't get the chance to score a lot because, <laughs> I mean, we couldn't do anything in the red zone, <laughs> let alone get there. But he didn't get, you know, the chance to put up 18 rushing touchdowns. But 
I felt like some games he didn't even get a chance to touch the rock because we were always playing from behind. Jonathan Taylor was the heartbeat of the offense. You know, everything starts and ends with him. Another thing, who who's able to pass block and pick up blitzes like like him? I feel like if you want a career in the NFL, what 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 do you got to be able to do? Got to be able to pass block. You got to be able to run. You got to be able to catch. Got to be able to pass block. I think that's one of the biggest ones. People get benched for that. Look, we don't want you just running the rock up the middle, catching passes on a wheel route. We want you to block. Like every everyone has to block essentially, except the quarterback. And even some quarterbacks, they'll they'll, they'll run in and. <laughs> They'll, they'll give it their all. That's that's called effort. Now, I, I really don't want my quarterback doing that just because I don't I don't need them getting <laughs> hurt. But look, Taylor's pretty good at it. I, I think I, although we saw him falter a few times last season, I really think that was from poor communication. We don't really know, but it that's what it seemed like, like the assignments weren't weren't right. And he, he was looking the other way, things like that. Um, but. You know, which that, is the that, story of the offense. Just want to throw that out there. If that's not yeah. just Taylor, that was the entire offensive line, wide receivers, quarterbacks. It was the entire offense. So exactly, yeah. people. I mean, we we had suspicions. People weren't running the right routes. Um, yeah, the the blocking assignments maybe weren't right. Uh, just like pre snap reads, th- things like that. It it was all jumbled up. I don't know what happened, but yeah, you, Taylor is a complete back when it when it. When you talk about his pros, I'm talking about a rare combination of speed, power, vision. He's got all that. It, everything he needs to excel at the running back position. So he's that uh, all down back. Mm-hmm. He, he can be. Um, I don't know if Shane Steichen will use him like that. He's. It seems like you know he he's going to get some breathers. He's going to utilize probably a three. You know they had the three headed monster in Philly. Um, and I, I really adore the guy. Like, Jonathan Taylor is a great guy. Um, he's got a great demeanor. He's in our intro for a reason, guys. <laughs> we do like Jonathan Taylor. But that I, that kind of sums up his list of pros, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it does. And and I can't say it's any, any better than what you said, Eric. But Jonathan Taylor is a likable, lovable guy, man. Someone who comes in that building every single day wants to get better. I remember during the 2021 season, uh, going into the 2022 offseason, you know, he they, there were other reporters asking, hey, well, what can you do? You know, you had such a great year. What's going to happen for you this year? You know, what's your plans after such a great year? He said to watch film and figure out how to get better than I was last year. That, that man, humble dude. All he wants to do is get better. It ain't about him. It's not it's not about the Jonathan Taylor show. He said, I want to watch him, see how I can get better for the team. So whether that mean I need to be r- running more, whether I need to be blocking more, whether I need to be off the field more, whatever's best for the team. Never sat there and took credit and said, oh, I you know, I rush for 109 yards a game or whatever you said, Eric. He never said any of that. He said, I want to get better for the team. That that kind of stuff you don't find in a lot of people, especially superstars who can come onto a team and dominate it on the, on the offense side of the ball because that's that's where that's where the money is. Mm. like the accountability aspect because we've seen quite a few players in the NFL not take accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to point out any names today, but <laughs> <laughs> he's, they're, they're not on our team. Um, yeah, it, it, he's a great guy. I do want to see him back on the Colts. I'll, oh, yeah. I'm going to preface that with uh, I, I do want him back on the Colts, but we have to talk about a few cons. Not really many, 
But in my opinion, I have to ask myself, is the running back position the least valuable position on the offense? Mm. I Like you just go down at quarterback, offensive line. We're talking about tackle, center, guard, wide receiver, tight end. I, you know, I have to admit, you know, running the ball has less of an impact than throwing the ball. I mean, just think about it. On average, the running ball, running the ball generates less yards per carry than a reception. Most of the time, on average, you know, it's a pass first league that that's what happened. You know, it used to be you got to have a ground game, you know, back back in the last century. it, It was run and gun, just power backs dominated. But then like started seeing these prolific quarterbacks take over and and that's what we need you know that that's what every team needs that's what every team is looking for that's why these quarterbacks get drafted so high um we saw three go in the first four picks to qb needy teams qb needy um so you have to have a dominant quarterback who can move the ball you don't necessarily have to have a dominant running back to prevail like isaiah pacheco just got a ring I don't think anybody was calling him a top five running back, probably not even top 10, any of that. You know, Cam Akers did it in 2021 with the Rams. I don't think anybody was talking about him being a dominant running back. Leonard Fournette, I can maybe see, but he's had health health issues. Um, Damian Williams, Sonny Michelle, you know, I keep going down the list, but these guys are not the Nick Chubbs, are not the Derrick Henrys, are not the Jonathan Taylors, are not the Christian McCaffreys. You know, so so you asked me, Jamal, like when Jonathan Taylor asked for 15 million a year, which I bet he's asking for, you know, for the next four years. Can I can I agree with that objectively? I mean, what do you think about that? Oh, man, that's that's a that's a that's a big question. That's that's a that's a loaded question. I think 15 million meant so I got to be honest, I'm biased towards JT. Um, I, I, I love everything he's done for this team. I feel like his only goal is to be here. Uh, I do find interesting that just a couple months ago before the draft, he was saying that, you know, he's not really concerned about, uh, contract, whether it gets done now, later, whatever the case is not going to affect the season. But now we have new news of contract talks, whether that be, you can get a little pushy on his end of the thing or him saying today that is up to the Colts now and the ball's in their court, essentially, what, what are they going to do? Kind of a passive-aggressive way, you know what I mean, to be like, hey, let's get this thing rolling. Um, but I also know, as as someone like him, he's probably seen – well, not probably. He's definitely seen what's going on for the running backs right now, the Ezekiel Elliott's, the Dalvin Cooks, these guys who want to get paid. But there's just not really the, the need for him anymore. But that's why I think JT is a little bit of a different person when it comes to that because I, I think that he still has the ability to be that workhorse to where he can still come in and set pride aside and do his role um, but when it comes to take talking about money, if I'm going to have a lesser on the team, do I want lesser money? And I think that's kind of where we're going to come into reality where he's going to want his money for what he's done. Um, 15 million a year, dog. That's a lot, man. Um, but I'm, could be I'm even not, more. I, it that's could be. Baseline. Yeah, you're right. That, you're right. Like Jonathan Taylor. You're right. I mean, let, let's look at some of these other, uh, running back contracts. So Christian McCaffrey's at 16 million a year. Alvin Kamara's 15 million. Derrick Henry's 12 and a half. Mm. So, yeah, there's, I mean, those are the top three co- contracts on an annual average value. 
So, and you know, inflation's kicked in, salary oh, yeah. cap's gone up. You know, that, that those contracts are going to continue climbing higher at least a little bit. Nick Chubb's at 12.2, Joe Mixon 12, Aaron Jones 11.5. Like, you know, he's a double digit player. Yeah. Double I, I'll digit. tell you what. Yeah. I tell you what, with with the high with the high amount, let's say he's reaching at that fifteen to eighteen range. If he truly wants that, I need to see some incentives in there. I need to see incentives. I I got to see some something in there. You can get a baseline of that, you know, twelve, whatever the case is. But let me see some incentives in there because I think that accountability it needs to be. No matter who you are on on the team, accountability needs to be there. I I I, I really we talked about this. We were talking about guaranteed contracts earlier on with Lamar Jackson uh, when we were talking about possibly having him on there. I hate the the guaranteed contact contracts or I just hate contracts where there's not any true incentive in there. Playoffs, sure, whatever, Super Bowl, we all know every team has that. Pro Bowl, you know, get your 500K, whatever the case is, who cares about that? I want to see some, some statistical um, incentives. You know, he's going to get another 1,000-yard season or he's he's there for X amount of games, obviously, because he's just coming off of, what, two ankle surgeries there, so we want to make sure he's back healthy. I think that you can – I can entertain a, more money for him on that 17, 18 range if we have some some kind of incentive in there. And I, I, I know that's on the higher end, but let me, let me say, all right, let's say 15 to 18 range, not 17 to 18. I'm listening. So, so, so you're on the boat of signing, re-signing, and extending Jonathan Taylor. Is that what I'm hearing to the 15 to 18 million range? Yeah, because I think that with what we have going on right now for us, I think that we can get some longevity out of him. I think that he will stay healthy over the next four years because he won't be having to wow, to produce as much work. I think that he will because he won't have to do as much work now with the weapons we have. We look at 2021 where, uh, like you said, I mean, what we were, what, 9-1 and one in games? He had over 100 yards. He was toting that ball 25, 30 times a game during those games. And you mentioned it, that that curse, man. You said it before the 2021 season. I forgot how many carries you said it was, but based off of the previous year's carries, 330 or something weird like curse that. Curse of 330 or 370, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, that was essentially what happened there. And it happened. It happened, yeah. So if he can get some pressure taken off with a potential competent QB and Anthony Richardson or Gardner Minshew, whoever's starting at the time, receiver stepping up, new coaching staff in there, I think he can produce more as a holistic player than he did, obviously, last year, less the injuries. Hmm. So, running backs, it seems like, once they get on their second year, their their second contract, basically after their rookie contract, there, st- there seems to be a decline in production, like across the board. Um I'm sure some some running backs have beaten that, but you, you think about it, like they're already getting rid of Dalvin Cook, man. Like he was making 12, 12 million a year. They said, oh, we got Alexander Madison. We will be okay. Um, <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott, we will be okay. We got Tony Pollard. Saquon Barkley, what is, wasn't he on the market? He, he's still an un, unrestricted free agent. Yeah. You know, maybe that's that's next year. Either way, there were there was talks about him, Austin Eckler. Like it seems like running backs are kind of like that's there, there is an actual running back carousel. 
You know, kind of how like we did the quarterback carousel, yeah. but there's actually <laughs> a running back carousel. Panthers got rid of McCaffrey. They kind of had to. They were in a rebuilding stage. Like when, you know, Alvin Kamara, he's got a few years left on his contract. Derrick Henry, I heard reports that he was planning, he was thinking about retiring. I don't know how true that is. But I I do want Jonathan Taylor to be there. But at the running back position, is there value? in making him a top five paid player on the Colts. I'm talking about replacement. If we insert another average back in there, like how much value are we getting out of Jonathan Taylor for paying him $17 million a year? I think there's definitely some hesitation there for me. You know, I uh, th- this is tough. Because he's, he's one of my favorite players on the team. But if I'm looking at this all together, piece by piece, like you have to see what some of these other teams have been doing. They're investing in other places because you can just get a run it. Like you can find a running back in the draft next year. Uh, that probably won't be as great as Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor is, is amazing. But you know, you insert like a B. John Robinson, Jameer Gibbs. I, I don't know. It's like it's tough. And it's a it's a it's tough to even talk about, especially with your own team, man. Yeah. I don't I I will personally say Oh man, why why'd you ask me this question? <laughs> like like I said, dog, I'm okay. 15 million a year tops. Like I yeah. I look, it's not my money, but when you look at like he he will be a top five paid player on the Colts if he gets paid fifteen million a year. Yeah, at that position, at the running back position, where it's viewed as one of the least valuable positions in the league, it's tough. Mm-hmm. And you know, you just don't want it. Like twenty million a year would be crazy. Like he getting a Quinn Nelson contract. Yeah, no, no, I I wouldn't I wouldn't do that. Like I, I mean, I, not even Zach with Moss you can do entered that. last year. I mean, he was doing his thing for a little bit. You know, he was. Zach Moss was killing it for a little mm-hmm. bit. He was. Jonathan Taylor is still better, but look, that's all I'm going to say. So I'm going to answer that with if we can keep it at $15 million or lower, I'm on board with keeping Jonathan Taylor. But when you start breaking the bank and restricting your, your salary cap to, to this one sole position, it's I can't I can't sign off on that. I don't care. I, I know we're gonna get some comments in this. Uh, it's not your money, just pay the man. Well, they, <laughs> they only have so much money. So we yeah. have to look at it from an objective standpoint. So that that's where I'm gonna draw the line. 15 mil. That's fair. And like I said, man, I I can't the only way I'm entertaining any more than that is with crazy amount of incentives in there. They have to they have to be in there because that needs to be earned money, not just giving away money. Not saying that he hasn't earned his money, but to be that like you said, Quentin Nelson style money, you gotta you gotta go that extra mile because we know Quentin has another another four or five years and him at you know, I mean he's gonna go through this entire contract and he can still continue to play. You mentioned you mentioned that the players go down. I mean, I think one of the few running backs whose stats state hovered or roughly around the same throughout their contracts was like someone like Ladanian Tomlinson. He's played for the Chargers. Obviously on the back half of his career, once he got to to the Jets or in his last year in San Diego was rough. But I mean, when he was averaging, you know, fourteen hundred yards his first his rookie contract, then, you know, his next contract, he was still averaging 1,500 yards. He's, he's an anomaly. LT, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
that one of the players that that just did it like it was nothing. But I remember watching him. Yeah. I remember watching some of the great backs, man, like Priest Holmes. Uh, mm-hmm. Adrian Peterson was, I don't, <laughs> that man, at least in the last decade or so, I've never seen a running back at that size move like he did burst. Yeah. Like, oh my different, God. different. In his prime, Adrian Peterson was, I mean, he was a killer. Yeah. But, I think that's it for us guys because that's that's where we're at with Jonathan Taylor. There's some caveats there, but I think we want to retain him just at a yeah. certain price and that that's just kind of how it is. I I can't say yes, let's trade Jonathan Taylor or yes, let's extend. I think it there's more to it. I think Jamal agrees as well. Oh yeah. Um he said he, he wants to retire a Colt, man. Let's let's and, make it happen. And I would love for that to happen. There's just there's just things like like we already discussed, there's just things to talk about when it comes to that. So we'll see what happens. Again, recent contract talks. Talked about that today that they are in discussion. Hopefully they can get it done before the season starts. Um, if not, he's just going to have to play the season and, and ball out essentially yeah. and, and see if his uh, stock rises. That's but right. look, running backs, they, they change uniforms. A lot of them don't retire with the same team, so. That's going to be it for us, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Colts cast. We are live on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or any platform you use to listen to podcasts. We'll be back next time to give you some more Indianapolis Colts content. You guys take care. Take care.